What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Yarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. David, it's been a while since you and I have done this show together. Yeah, it was uh, it was about a week ago that I threw my back out, so I went on the pup list, and you had Alex on, and then uh, yeah, you were hung up with with work stuff on Tuesday, and I had Evan on. So it's yeah, it's it's been a while since you and I have actually done this together. I'm I'm excited to get this started. Yeah, I've uh, I've missed talking to you on here. Don't lie, don't lie to the people, David. I have no. I mean, like you said, it's it's been a really hectic last couple of weeks for both of us, you know, and uh, I, this is this is one of the bright spots of my week getting to talk to you and, and interact with our followers and our listeners. So great to, uh, to be back together on this and not have to uh, fill in. Although both those gentlemen did a great job. I think, I think uh, oh, both those sure. episodes went over really well. I definitely enjoyed listening to the one that I uh, unfortunately had to miss out on, but yeah, it's, it's nice to have, have it back to a little bit of normalcy here before we, uh, we enter the first game week of the preseason. Yeah. See the, the bright spot for, for my week coming up before we dive into some buck stuff is by the time all of our wonderful listeners are listening to this, we will have started the final weekend before my children return to school. And I could not be more excited about this development because summer vacation when you're a kid seems like it lasts for, you know, a week. Yeah, it yeah. seems like you, you get out of school and then you're immediately you're right back in it. As a parent, um, summer vacation has lasted for about eight years and I'm ready <laughs> for them to go back to school. I need my quiet wind down time when I get home from work. I'll walk in the door with like stuff weighing my arms down. I got bags. I got uh, my work computer. I got all this stuff. And I'm not even two steps in the house. It's like, well, this one did this and this one did this and this one did this. I'm like, I just want to eat. I've been up since three o'clock this morning. I haven't eaten yet. Just leave me alone. <laughs> so, But we we do have some Buccaneer stuff to talk about to uh, start off your weekend. And who knows? Maybe some of you are listening to this on your way to the uh, the stick carrier training camp takeover which take pl- takes place on Saturday. I know a lot of our listeners also listen to the Bucks Uncensored podcast and, and Justin Pulowski over there and are probably attending the the takeover and our, our friends Brent and Rand are doing a, a lunch afterwards. You can have lunch with the pewter cast. Um, so tomorrow's going to be a big day for Buccaneers fans. So hopefully we got some people listening on their way to one buck place as they're getting geared up and excited for uh for a fun day of of training camp viewing but one of the things that happened on friday uh is the the word came out from espn that nike has opted not to renew their contract with Jameis winston more of this uber investigation slash suspension fallout is going on uh according to the report on espn the contract actually ended before the suspension was handed out. And I think Nike was just kind of taking a wait and see approach with this. And as I said on BucksNation.com when I when I wrote this up, like it or not, whether you agree with it, whether you think he did it or he didn't do it or whatever your stance is, that's not what we're debating right now. What we are going to, or at least what I'm going to bring up, is the fact that like it or not, Jameis Winston is now viewed as a high-risk player. 
He is, and David and I have both said it on the podcast numerous times, he is now entering a, a portion of his career where not only does he have to really go above and beyond on the field and win games and get this team to the playoffs, off the field, he has to keep his nose clean. He needs to continue to do what he's been doing throughout the community and helping out and being charitable and all those things, but he cannot have his name linked to anything as minor as a speeding ticket in the headlines because anything negative is going to get blown up. So he's at a crossroads really where he's lost an endorsement now and yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be looking for someone and, and something else that I said on, in my article on BucksNation.com was that he may not get a new deal with anybody anytime this season they may wait and see what happens this season and into the off season before a company like Adidas or Under Armour or Reebok decides to tie their name to a player like Jameis Winston. And again, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that he's guilty of this or guilty of that or anything, but the perception now is that Jameis Winston is a high risk athlete. He's going to have to keep his nose clean off the field, no matter what the circumstances in order to be able to regain stuff like this. We already didn't see Jameis Winston in these national ads. He wasn't doing Oikos yogurt commercials. He wasn't doing Gatorade commercials. He wasn't doing Nike commercials. He wasn't doing any of these, you know, on a national stage. I'm sure there's there's local TV spots in Tampa that he took part in. I don't know for sure because I don't watch local Tampa television, but he's he has not been a nationally recognized advertising face the way we've seen with Scam Newton or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers or Clay Matthews or, you know, take your pick. There are faces in the NFL that are associated with these products. And Jameis, despite being a Heisman Trophy winner, despite being an, an NCAA national champion, despite being the number one pick in the NFL draft, he did not get any of these things because of a questionable and checkered past. And again, it comes up in his NFL career, and he's lost a sponsorship because of it. So I think there's going to be some time before we see anything about Jameis Winston signing on with Under Armour or signing on with Adidas or anything of the sort. Who knows? He may go back and get signed by Nike. It's very possible. But there's going to be some time in between now and then to where companies and PR departments and and the marketing departments of these companies say we can take the risk because he's done X, Y, and Z. And we feel that he's moved on and we feel that he can be an asset to our brand. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you're definitely right. It's definitely going to be, be some time. And like you brought up with, uh, with Newton, we saw him lose, you know, his, his yogurt endorsement uh, when, when his stuff went down and his, his situation wasn't even a legal situation, you know, it was, obviously a stupid comment that he made and eventually uh, apologized for. I know some of his sponsors stuck with him, but when you talk about getting into uh, legal ram or legal problems and you talk about uh, things that are, that are a little bit more than just putting your foot in your mouth and, with the media, then it's, it's definitely taken more serious. And these companies have a lot invested in their brand and they, and they, they pick who they, who they attach their name to uh, very carefully. So so definitely just one more sign that, you know, everything that's going down, that's gone down with him uh, connected from his past to his NFL actions and, and this most recent Uber incident. 
this definitely going to carry long-term ramifications. We see the Buccaneers not putting his his picture up on the outside of the stadium, which is is to be expected. He wasn't a focal point of a lot of their you know early or late offseason uh, hype videos and and all that stuff. And uh, I think it's just it's going to continue. And and like you've covered before, like like it's been covered before in many outlets and by many people, it's it's going to take some time. And it's going to take some winning. Um, I think that's uh, going to be a big part of it. You know whether. I know there's there's a lot of people on on both sides of the fence where some people think that it shouldn't you know football isn't uh, a factor in this, but football is definitely a factor, and it. it's it's how he became a personality uh, in the living rooms of of fans of, of football fans across the country in the first place. So it's also going to be one of the main catalysts to him becoming an endeared figure in that environment again if he's if he's going to be. So so definitely just just kind of one more you know, one more uh, notch on the belt or one more uh, mark on the whiteboard to, to show just how serious this this next year or even two are to James Winston and his long-term professional health. Because uh, we've seen, especially with quarterbacks, I mean, quarterbacks are held to to a little bit of a higher standard, you know, and so when a, when a quarterback falls from grace, you know, uh, so to say, or so to speak, it, it takes longer for them to make that climb back up to the top. So, not surprised, really. I mean, it wasn't something that was on our radar. I don't think it was really on anybody's radar as far as his endorsements was concerned. But you know, with the news that that Nike's not going to not not going to renew his contract, it obviously kind of becomes news uh, for the moment. It, I think by Thursday it'll kind of be a, a a discussed topic, and we'll all move on to something else because it really is just more of the same. But anytime you see another entity, another outlet, another media personality, because Nike, while they're an athletic brand, they also have a media presence and a media personality just by supporting who they support and who they who they choose to let speak about their brand. So um, the more we see that, the more it's going to come up again. And, uh, you know, I, there's probably nobody ready to just get on the field and, and let his play speak for him more than James Winston is at this point. But he's going to have to endure some more of these, you know, along the way. Uh, before he can really fully recover from what's happened. Yeah, and, and you know, for Jameis, of course, it's it's the loss of of an additional revenue stream outside of his contract with the Buccaneers. So he's going to be probably looking into doing a few cost-cutting measures, which means if he wants to go to uh, a Rays game or a Lightning game or you know, a sporting event of some sort, he's going to be looking for a little bit of a discount, which is why I hope he listens to our podcast because our friends at Vivid Seats are doing exactly that. The Buccaneers kick off their first preseason game in less than a week, and that means that the start of the NFL regular season is right around the corner. This season, don't sit around waiting for the Buccaneers or don't sit around watching the Buccaneers from home when you can be at Raymond James Stadium in the crowd, cheering in person, thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Bucks listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code Locked On. That's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. New customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. So make sure that you get on there and you use that promo code quickly because you don't have all season to do this. You need to pick your game. You need to get on VividSeats.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and get that 10% off. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Buccaneers kick off their home schedule against the defending 
Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, and you can be there for all the excitement. Go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code LOCKED ON for 10% off your first order. The offseason is over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help get you to the game. Big shout out, Vivid Seats. Appreciate them joining us here at Locked On Bucks. David. One of the other things that uh, that has stuck out more of a positive, uh, you know, from from Buccaneers camp, not, you know, somebody else losing a sponsor or anything like that. But there's a lot of positivity right now surrounding cornerback MJ Stewart. You know, we've already seen that the Carlton Davis has really started to take off and he's playing really well. I don't know if you heard um, the what the buck show that Derek Fournier did just the other day and and he had Mark Cook on and Mark Cook was talking about how how big and how how long Carlton Davis is but he plays like that compact corner that Mike Smith likes to use you see the smaller guys in Brent Grimes and Vernon Hargraves and MJ Stewart and Carlton Davis plays like those guys he's quick and and he's agile like those guys but he's also really long which is going to help you know, against the guys like Julio Jones and Michael Thomas and and these huge receivers that they have to face in the NFC South. But MJ Stewart has been out there making plays. And honestly, the the kind of the talk right now, and and I want your take on it, is MJ Stewart is giving Vernon Hargraves a run for his money. You have Carlton Davis trying to beat out Vernon Hargraves for an outside corner spot. So if that happens, you would assume that Vernon Hargraves would slide to the slot. Well, now MJ Stewart is putting up one heck of a fight to get that spot, I mean, could we potentially even see Vernon Hargrave start the season on the bench because these two these two second round picks are just out there tearing it up in camp? Definitely, and I mean it's it's an interesting turn of events because we spent the majority of the offseason when we talked about Vernon Hargraves talking about the the opportunity he was probably going to get to show the team that he could be an outside defender and. I mean, the assumption has kind of always been if he doesn't get to show or if he doesn't show that he can be that outside defender, the Buccaneers thought they might get when they drafted him, that he would shift to the inside kind of like he did, you know, last season before he got hurt, where he showed some some flashes of talent and, and some ability. And now here we are. I mean, we haven't reached our first preseason game yet. And, and of course, it's all right now. It's all relative and, and, and it's important to keep it in the context that it's in where we're talking about practices and we haven't hit live game situations yet. So, you know, uh, as we talk about it, because it is it's definitely an interesting topic, so it's worth discussing. But I think it's also important to throw out there just to kind of keep everything in perspective of what we're talking about right now. We haven't hit – we haven't seen them play against a live opponent, someone who's who's going to try to attack them uh, in a little bit of a different manner. Right now the Buccaneers are kind of trying to trying to install a lot of different things and – and so, you know, I don't want to say it's easier, but at the same time, you know, when when the lights go on for real, it's always going to be just a little bit of a different situation. But it's 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 interesting to see because, I mean, like like you just said, I mean, we could end up seeing Vernon Hargraves get bumped altogether. Um, I, I'm not going to go as far as to predict it, but you know, if if what we if what we've been seeing and hearing from training camp translates to the field, uh, especially this this coming Thursday, yeah, I mean, Vernon could definitely be be in some trouble uh beyond just i mean the the fifth year option obviously is looming but i mean we're talking his entire uh career at least in tampa i mean if, if there's one thing we've learned in the nfl a first first round draft pick 
is going to get an opportunity outside of his first team if he doesn't make it, if he can't cement a spot with his original club, he's definitely going to get a chance somewhere else. So uh, either way, we haven't seen the end of Vernon Hargraves as far as the NFL is concerned by any means. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, who would have thought, you know, coming into the season that that these guys might actually be the answer for the Buccaneers secondary. But like you said, I mean, if if he's making all this all this noise and making all these waves uh, right now, it's it's definitely something to to keep an eye on moving into the actual games. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I enjoy seeing some of these videos come out. We saw the video on Friday of MJ Stewart uh, intercepting a pass from, from Jameis Winston. And, you know, we're, we're seeing some of these videos funnel out, whether it's from Greg Allman or, or Pewter Report or, you know, our guys at Bucks Nation when they're, when they're able to be there in attendance, uh, Brent and Wren, again, they, they were there for a couple of days and, and putting out content on Twitter you know, it's it's good to see some of this going on. It's good to see the way the corners are working. And one of the other things that I'm really, really impressed with is the way this defensive line has been working, especially under Brenson Buckner. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul looks like he's on a, another level. And again, I'm going to reference the What the Buck podcast because yeah, Derek does, does a great job over there. And, and Mark Cook, it's, it's funny to kind of hear the difference between Mark Cook on Pewter Nation and Mark Cook on What the Buck. And and he cuts up on Pewter Nation, but when he's on What the Buck, it seems like he takes it to another level of just relaxation and like, you know what, it's just, you know, guys sitting around at a bar having a few beers, talking football, and there just happen to be microphones in the way. But yeah, he had he had said that he didn't know if Jason Pierre Paul is really this good or if all the defensive ends that we've seen have been that bad to make him look so good, but JPP has been just incredible. And in some of these videos that we've seen Noah Spence again, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a really, really effective weapon. He looks quick. He look, he's been working on the inside move. We saw a little bit of that. You know, I really, really like to see the way this defensive line is, is coming together and Buckner again. I just, I love that guy, David, like Buckner just takes it to another level with his coaching and his style and his approach. And it's funny to see how, how he and and Mike Smith's philosophies kind of contrast because, you know, we saw with, with Mike Smith, he likes to run these stunts and these twists and, you know, he's going horizontally instead of vertically and, and Buckner will get in guys' faces and chew them out for not not going straight enough, that they're trying to avoid the person in front of them who, whose job it is to block them, and they make a move, and Buckner's saying, no, just <clears throat> flat out run through them. Get them out of the way because the shortest distance is a straight line. Don't go sideways, just mow straight ahead. And it seems to be resonating. I mean, are you – Seeing, you know, having seen some of these videos and, and listen to Buckner a little bit, and listen to these defensive linemen talk, are you starting to get a little bit more excited about the way this defensive line is coming together? Or are you still approaching it pretty cautiously just because we were so high on the defensive line last year with the moves that they'd made? Granted, I think the moves this year are far, far better than last year, even looking back at last year's mindset. But how are you looking at this defensive line at this point in training camp? So I'm extremely excited to see what this defensive line can do. And if if Noah Spence can stay healthy, I mean, just the, the clip that we saw 
uh, earlier today come out from from training camp is is exciting enough. Um, super excited to see see what Brenton Buckner is going to bring to the table, how he's going to get this this unit working together and moving in one direction. And I, I really like his attitude. I like the way that he he approaches things. You know, uh, like I said, the, the 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 fastest way from point A to point B is a straight line, and that's that's always been the case. That's always going to be the case. There's never going to be a faster way to get from where you are to the quarterback than to run straight through your guy uh, and get to the quarterback. And if you have to, to be fast enough to get around him or under him uh, before he even knows what hit him. And that's what we saw today with some of those moves that those defensive linemen, you know, JPP and Spence put on some of those offensive linemen. And, you know, I know I know Donovan Smith takes a lot of flack, you know, and he's taking a lot of flack or whatever, but the, the guy is still an NFL lineman. So to see Noah Spence coming off of those injuries and coming off of – you know, some inactivity, you know, it, it's it's encouraging to see. And we've all heard about or seen how how much he's bulked up coming into this season. So to see him still having that fluid movement and the ability to get get off the line quick and, and make those moves is, is incredibly encouraging. So uh, I wouldn't say I'm more excited because from, from the time the, the Buccaneers added these pieces to the defensive line to the time they brought Buckner into the building, I mean, I've been excited – you know, to see what these guys can do uh, from, uh, from, from the word go. I mean, uh, I, you know, we've talked about it. I've, I'm all about hype. I love off season hype. I have zero hesitation on getting hyped up for the season because I don't know, it's just, it's fun. And, and I think it's one of the perks of the off season is everybody is a Super Bowl contender. You know, even, even the Cleveland Browns fan base is excited for the, for the upcoming year. And I don't see a problem with it now like we just talked about, or like you just talked about, how is it going to translate on the field? We don't know, but I'm still extremely excited. I'm still expecting a lot of fun, uh, you know, and if we don't get it, uh, obviously it's going to suck. And, and, you know, we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll have some of the conversations we unfortunately had last year. But right now in the, in the early days of August, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I'm hyped up to see what this unit can do and I don't have a problem with it. All right, David, before we move on, I'd like to, uh, like to mention that, you know, I could not be more excited at the fact that Nordic Track has joined the podcast because you, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, you had a really hectic week. I had a hectic week and I had an injury. And I'm starting to think maybe if I had one of these Nordic Track machines in the house, maybe my back would have been a little bit stronger and I wouldn't have thrown it out and been laid up. But, you know, there's just there's no time to get to the gym. So Nordic Track is allowing us to bring the gym to us. Look, Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your own home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers and strength trainers. You can enjoy high energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. You join these streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. David, you can start your day by running through the streets of Paris. You get in with cross-training on the shores of Thailand. You can work out in an African safari. You can be running through the streets of Columbus, waving to Urban Meyer as he's carrying his box to his car because he's been fired. Low blow, sir. Sorry. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. A special offer for Locked On Bucks listeners. You get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on 
and using the offer code locked on. Again, visit N O R D I C T R A C K dot com slash locked on and use offer code locked on L O C K E D O N during checkout to get $75 off your purchase. Big shout out to Nordic Track. Thank you for making my life easier, our listeners' lives easier, and giving us a little discount to bring the gym into our own home. David, one more thing before we get out of here. And you know, I wouldn't have taken that Urban Meyer shot if you hadn't taken a shot at Illinois when I was texting you earlier. So that's on you. That, that was in private. It's still on you. <laughs> We uh, we were looking for a few Twitter questions, and we did get one that I want to address from our good buddy, Rendaxed. And he said, how would you rate at Rendaxed Twitter coverage of training camp on July 31st and August 1st? And look, Ren, I think what you and Brent were able to do um, – was it was really fantastic you know we're david and i are both happy for you guys yeah you guys have been grinding i remember listening to the very first episode of the pewter cast back when brent launched it and we developed a, a relationship and you know he brings you into the fold and then and then you and i and and david and you we, you know we all develop a relationship we have this friendship and it was really exciting to see you guys be able to be out there and covering training camp as credentialed media for all the hard work that you guys put in at the pewter cast so big shout out to you guys uh really appreciate you know the the coverage that you provided have enjoyed listening to the training camp diaries again i think that's a great series and you guys are doing awesome work so you know big ups to you guys because it's really really cool to see you guys out there doing that david anything else before we wrap it up and call it a weekend outside uh yeah i you know i'll leave the ohio state stuff alone well i won't address it again until everything has been finalized how about that that's fair I'll even leave out the possibility of Greg Schiano being your coach. No, no. Oh, geez. No. <laughs> listen, listen. Look, Urban Meyer put out a statement today. Okay, we're, we're going to talk about this for a minute. Urban Meyer put out a statement today. Oh, what that, a BS statement. Saying that, well, but here's the thing. And, and of course, you know, all these statements are somewhat canned, and, and I got that. Oh, but yeah, of course. In his statement, he said that in 2015, he took the appropriate action that he was supposed to take, and that's – kind of part of this whole thing has been how long did he know about it right. and what did he do about it, if anything? Well, and, and he acknowledged that, you know, in, in the media day, uh, the big time media day that he wasn't really prepared to answer a question like that, which I don't know. I mean, with that whole situation going down, I would, I would, I would think that you would be uh, anticipating a question about that topic, but that's, that's neither here nor there. And that the reason he gave the answer he did is he really just wasn't prepared and didn't want to uh, say something he wasn't supposed to say. So he just figured the best way to go about it was to kind of circumvent the entire conversation, which obviously has turned out to be a bad decision, but is avoiding, you know, avoiding a conversation in the moment because you weren't ready to make any type of statement within the legal and the university guidelines a fireable offense, not so much, is not taking action when you know of, of something happening within your staff, especially uh, something like, like domestic violence, a fireable offense, of course it is. And, and uh, I don't care who the coach is, if, 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 you're a, if you're a leader of an organization and you know about one of your, your people working under your care, 
doing doing or uh, conducting themselves in such a manner or having some of these activities going on in their home life and you don't take strides to address it, whether that be firing or or whether that be some sort of just supervisory uh, uh, tactic, you know, whatever that you decide, you definitely deserve <clears throat> excuse me, to be fired. But he is hinting or saying, actually, he didn't even hint. He said in 2015, I took the appropriate action as I understood it. Now that, you know, what, what does that really mean? And that's where kind of this whole thing is going to get a little bit foggy because now obviously, you know, uh, statements are going to be taken and investigations are going to be done. And, you know, I, who knows who is is guilty of what in this whole situation. So it's all got to get figured out. But if, if Urban Meyer did what his job what his position uh requires of him then i i don't think he will be fired but again what what he did versus what he should be expected to do or what he was expected to do it could be two totally different things um so so I've, we'll see how it all shakes out but if greg shiano becomes the head coach of the ohio state Buckeyes, <laughs> i will officially won't. become a florida state seminoles fan no I'm, you so won't I'm, gonna, I'm putting that over the internet no. airwaves right now I, I veto Florida State Seminoles fan if I veto becomes the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Well, first off, Shiano won't become the coach. If he couldn't become the coach of Tennessee, he's not going to become the coach at Ohio State. Second off, no, I'm invo- invoking my veto clause. You are not allowed to be a Florida State fan. Um, you know, you're going from the most obnoxious fan base to the second most obnoxious fan base. And I just I can't deal with that. Um, <clears throat> second. Um, I don't see how Urban Meyer saves his job either way, because even if he did take what he felt was the quote unquote appropriate action in reporting this, he still left the guy on his staff. So now you're looking at, let's say Urban's statement is true. And he told these school officials back in 2015 that this was going on. Okay. Urban still kept the guy on his staff. Inexcusable the officials that he reported it to did absolutely nothing about it. Inexcusable. Now you're talking about firing the school officials that he supposedly reported it to. You're firing urban Meyer. You're firing this receivers coach. I can never remember his name. What something day Um, you're, you're losing all of those. So my guess would be that officials are going to come out and say, Urban Meyer never reported this to us and save their own necks. But I don't see how Urban Meyer escapes this with his job. If you're going to fire Jim Trestle over covering up Terrell Pryor, getting some free tattoos in exchange for autographs or whatever it was, Urban Meyer is not saving his job for covering up repeated domestic violence um, incidents. It's just yeah. not going to happen. No, yeah, and, no, I see and, what you're it's something that I talk to. And of course, people that listen to this podcast, for those of you that are new to the podcast, I live an hour away from Columbus. I am surrounded by Buckeye fans and I really, really hate them like so much, <laughs> so much. I would rather Cam Newton get six consecutive Super Bowl MVPs than Ohio State win one national championship wow. because that, wow, just. Oh, they're the worst. Such, they are the simmering worst. jealousy in your comments. <clears throat> no, it's not jealousy. It's the sense of entitlement that <laughs> Ohio State fans feel that they have in, in their sense of superiority over everybody. They are the most unbearable humans 
ever. And of course, there's exceptions to every rule. You're an exception. My brother-in-law, Jay, is an exception. Shout out, Jay. But as a whole, Ohio State fans are the worst, especially in groups. Um, (laughs) But I was talking to an Ohio State fan at work today, and I said, look, at the end of the day, it's still Ohio State. It's still one of the premier jobs, premier schools when it comes to football and athletics. So even if Urban Meyer does get fired, let's say worst case scenario for, for your Suckeyes, the officials get canned, Urban Meyer gets canned, the coaching staff is in flux, and they even get thrown a couple of sanctions. You know, not not Penn State Joe Paterno level sanctions, mm-hmm. but let's say they lose a couple of scholarships. You know, it's going to set them back, what, two years? If that, it's still Ohio State. They're going to get a premier coach. They're going to get premier people in their administration or in their their athletic department office. They're still going to get top-tier recruits because at the end of the day, it's still Ohio State, and they are still the top dog of the Big Ten. Penn State's working their way back up, Mm -hmm. and they're close. But right now, Ohio State is still the top dog, and it's it's going to continue to be that way. And, and speaking of Florida State, we, we've seen this now. The Hurricanes were the top dog in the state of Florida for a long time because they just kept getting ridiculous talent. They get hit with sanctions. They lose scholarships. They have coaching issues, and they're just now working their way back up. And so all these all these kids that are going to college now – They don't want to go to Miami because they don't know about the U the way it used to be in the late 90s, early 2000s. They've seen Florida State succeed. They've seen Florida succeed. They're going up the road to Alabama because Alabama has been the class of college football for the better part of a decade. So it's all cyclical, but I, I don't see them firing everybody as creating you know this massive setback it's going to set them back maybe one or two seasons it's really not going to be a big deal at the end but david we have run way way over on time so if you want to we can continue the suck eye conversation another day but until then um i'll leave it be until everything is done just you know because i like you you're a good guy and i I don't i don't want to continue to kick you while you're down i appreciate it All right. Until then, make sure that you're checking out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. And that's B-U-C-S, not B-U-C-K-S. I know it might be a little confusing now that we just talked Ohio State Buckeyes, which I need to go, like, sanitize my mouth for having so much Buckeye talk come out. But check out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. And make sure that you follow along on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. For those of you taking part in the Stick Carrier Training Camp Takeover, have a great time. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Make the offense go to the silent count. All that good fun stuff. Make it loud. Make it enjoyable. Look forward to seeing the videos that everybody puts up on Twitter and Facebook. Should be a great time. And until then, thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. Bye.